for me, I had to figure out, because I, I've got fibromyalgia, I had to figure out where my better energy was. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe is interviewing Bev Hepting. Joe is a speaker with Virtual Speaking Pros founded by Wendy Keir from podcast number 16, and Joe met Bev through that community. Bev Hepting helps you become a better speaker. She's a public speaking trainer and master practitioner. Illness stopped her working life around five years ago, and after being diagnosed with fibromyalgia, she needed to rethink her life. She's twice divorced, a mother to two amazing kids and a grandmother to two amazing boys. She says that the idea of going back to paid work left me ready to dive under the bed and stay there. I was used to managing myself and doing things my way. And my way was about fun, colour and motivating people to do more than they thought they could. I wanted to help people find their voice. I wanted to run a business. I wanted to build a legacy for my kids. And I wanted to have fun. Trained to use her voice and use it well, Bev set about building Discover Your Voice and realised that so many business people hated the idea of speaking in public, yet they need to, and there was born her niche. She now supports business owners to speak with confidence and clarity, and the results of people she has worked with are transformational. Those that would rather die of a high cliff than speaking public are giving talks, presentations and doing video on their website and social media. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Bev Hepting of Discover Your Voice with Bev Hepting. So great to have you with us Bev. Bev, thanks for joining me. Really good to be here. I love doing that intro then, all that Bev Hepting bit going on there. <laughs> I think you're you're my first person I think who's got their name in their their company title or their their business uh, offering title so uh, it, uh, it uh, it's very very um uh, we've put great emphasis on your name then <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> so um start by telling us a bit about you what you do and where you do it okay well um yes I'm Bev Hetting as has been mentioned many times <laughs> I coach women in business who hate the idea of standing up and speaking in public. So when I call my business Discover Your Voice, what I try to do is help women really dig deep and discover their own authentic voice within their business. 
which makes it a lot easier for them to actually stand up and speak. So I do a lot of online coaching and some offline coaching and I do it from home in my little office with a beautiful view or occasionally I'll, I'll go out to some drafty hall somewhere with a group of people and we'll, we'll do a whole sort of coaching session. I love that. I've just got this image of a drafty hall now. <laughs> yes, it can be. <laughs> Lovely. And I've looked at your website and um, I can see you do have an office. So it is a separate room um, that you work from, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yes, it is. I had to. I overtook what was the spare bedroom and it was a tiny room, so it couldn't really be called a bedroom. So that made it easier to say I'm taking over <laughs> because I needed to sort of go into somewhere to work and then leave somewhere to work. Otherwise, I struggled personally with that whole division bit. So, yeah. yes, I have an office and I have all sorts of lovely things around to motivate me and keep me going. Yes, yeah. And is it very much that you do work in the office and when you finished, you leave it? So you don't sort of uh, find yourself working in other rooms or going to coffee shops and that oh. sort of thing? Well, Joe, I wish I could say that that was the case and I was that disciplined, yeah. but I have. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be sitting there in the evening, and my I've got my main computer in the office, but my laptop is always in the lounge. And suddenly it'll be like, oh, I forgot to. I grab the laptop, so I'll be watching some rubbish on TV. I'll try to catch up with something. So I can't say I always. I try to. I try to be disciplined, but. Yeah. It, it, yeah, sometimes it slips. Yes, yeah, me too. Although I have um, read a lot recently about people having sort of different workstations, if you like, for different things. So if people uh, write a lot, that they perhaps have this one place where they always write, and then for other types of work, they have a different place where they do that. I, it always strikes me that if that's the case, you must have quite a big house <laughs> to be able to have all these different places. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be taking sideways steps if I do that, and then I'd forget where I left everything. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine all has to be in one place. You know, as messy as it can look sometimes in my office, I know where it all is. Yes, yeah, yeah. So talk us through a, a sort of um, a typical day or typical morning. How you sort of get yourself uh, going, organised, and 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 how you sort of work with people. Okay, um, I'm not sure there's a typical. Day. Everyone says that. It's always, yeah. <laughs> it's always a typical morning. Right. <laughs> my morning. Um, what I try to do is sort of say that I'll, um, for people that I work with, I say, you know, the office is open from 10, 10 o'clock onwards. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, I'll have got up and, and sort of six, seven o'clock and have my cup of tea. I always have to have my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I have to read the paper, you know, and not specifically because I'm politically minded or. It could be a comic, but for some reason, I have to read a paper in the morning and drink my cup of tea. I've, when I've done that with your um, with your sort of staying abreast of current affairs piece until you told me it's nothing to do with that. It's just that you need to. Uh, no, I wish I could stay. I really wanted to go. <laughs> no, I mean I can hold a conversation with people and say yes, I understand. Kelly is being blockaded, and I I think we're out of Brexit. Did I miss that? But I. I tend to, it's almost like a ritual where I can just sit and read and, you know, take in some things and I'm having my cup of tea and I'm gearing up and then when I start work, I can then go in, I go through Facebook messages first, yeah. then I go through all my emails and I think, right, I've got those out of the way. Aren't I clever? Mm -hmm. then, <laughs> then I have, I, I actually have a product, 
auction calendar. I spent a long time putting this together about what I was going to put on social media, on what day, and, and where and how, and all of that. Monday, very good with that. By Friday, <laughs> I've completely forgotten. <laughs> so I sort of have these set rituals that, that waver. That's the only way I can put it. But I do try to get all the main things done in the morning. If I can get everything done in the morning that needs to be done, it's on my to-do list, that I, I know I've got to catch up with people. You know, my diary is my absolute, you know, I have tried every production sort of app in the world, and I still go back to my diary and a pen so that I can pick it up <laughs> and see it. I think I, I would have a nervous breakdown if I lost my diary. So um, once that's all clear, after that, it's really a case of, of of looking at sort of the next set of priorities. So I, the next set then is, am I getting any traffic to the website? Am I doing anything to market? Am I giving out my messages right? Things like that. And um, and at the moment, I'm launching a course, so it's content writing as well. So yeah, mornings are pretty much a, yeah, a ritual. Afternoons waver a lot. Yes. Depending on how I feel. And would you say you're a morning person or a, or a sort of later in the day person? I'm just no, thinking. I'm definitely a morning person. The earlier I can start work, the better. Right. I, I, by 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm beginning to dip. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to by 9. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's what sort of where that that structure comes in in the morning, isn't it? It's fun. It's interesting. I I've tried to do the morning thing, and I've been, um, you know, you read all about things like the miracle morning and all that sort of stuff, and I've I've come to the conclusion for the second time, so I'm going to believe myself this time that I'm not a morning yeah. person. <laughs> I can do, yeah, it, but I choose not. Morning's a miracle, but, <laughs> but I think for me, I had to figure out because I I've got fibromyalgia. I had to figure out where my better energy was. Yes, and where I likely to be productive and for me it's the mornings I can't guarantee later on in the afternoons or evenings how I'm going to be so I try if I've got coaching calls of it I try to keep them in the mornings yeah and anything I can just sort of fiddle out or sit and you know goes into the afternoon so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we just have to always work out what, where we are best I remember biorhythms was a big thing way back in the day and, and I really got into this oh yes I'm up then and oh I'm down there and what do the three lines meet so <laughs> the thing I always think with those where they talk about those 90 minute cycles and everything is yeah. sort of how you ever work out where which part of it you're on because you know like they say I'll oh, do you know three 25 minute Pomodoro sessions and then have a, a longer break because you've done a 90 minute you know, amount of focus. But if if you're starting it at the wrong point in that rhythm, <laughs> then then it, it's oh. going to work, is it? <laughs> well, my disrespect to these lovely people who have obviously spent many many years studying all this. I, I actually think if you listen to yourself and your own energy levels and your own sort of way of working, you figure it out for yourself. And mm. and I'm, I'm a bit of a yeah, I went through a phase where I looked at it. In the end, I chucked all the books out the window. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be doing with it. It's too much bother to try and even figure out when I'm supposed to be doing what. So, so I don't. Yeah, so just sort of, as you say, what sort of suits you, which is what I always say to everybody thinking about, you know, energy or productivity or focus or whatever you're doing. It, it's also yeah. individual, isn't it? There's all these sort of great ideas and models and research and so on. Yeah. But ultimately, it comes down to what works for you, doesn't it? 
it has to. You, you can really stress yourself out trying to fit into somebody else's model that just doesn't work with the way you work. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a, as, as some people say, a bit of a maverick. I'm a bit of a, well, I'm just going to chuck mud at the wall and see how much sticks type of person. Mm. Because I tried uh, when I was first sort of thinking about going online and I was looking at all the things they do about, you know, productivity and getting all this done. And, and I got myself into a real mess trying to follow a lot of these gurus, as they call themselves, systems. Until in the end, I thought, well, actually, you know, it's my business, it's my brand, it's my energy, it's my expertise. I'm going to have to do it my way because people are going to have to learn to work with me and the way yeah. I work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, it doesn't, you determining how you want to work doesn't necessarily impact um, or isn't visible to your clients in lots of cases anyway. So you've just said you do most of your coaching calls in the morning. I block all my mornings out. So I send people links to book time into my diary. The only options people have are the afternoon, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, that's fine. Yeah, and I'm, for me, you know, that's fine. I work with other people's things. If I want to do that, I mean, I want to talk to you and have a chat with you, so I'll be here in the afternoon, yeah. you know. Yeah. Somebody else is something I completely dislike. I'm not going to waste my afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm flattered. Like, I'm flattered. You've given my, your afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Like webinars, isn't it? These webinars. Oh, I'll come to this one. And I look at them sometimes and I think, is it worth my while being around that late in the afternoon or in the middle of the night? Yeah. yeah. To go there? And I think as women working from home, especially if we've got you know children or if I've got grandchildren and partners and a lot of other things in our lives, you do have to stop sometimes and say, is this actually worth your time? And it's not about money. It might be free, but actually nothing's free. It costs us our time and our energy. So we have to ask those questions. Yeah, exactly. I've been look looking at uh, running some webinars um, or a webinar in a few weeks' time on something new that I'm doing. And in the old days, I would always have gone for the evening slot because – that's what everyone says. That's what when everyone says everyone's available, you know, after the children have gone to bed, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, for me, it's a bit like aiming at working from home people like myself. Um, you know, I want to do it in the day. I don't want to do it in the evening when the family are home and I, I want to do other things. I want to do stuff in, in the daytime. And there must be other people in the same boat. But we've sort of ended up in this routine of webinars always start at seven or eight o'clock at night. And, you know, frankly, I've got nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> all, all my webinars are done at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. One o'clock in the afternoon, the latest, because I do think about women have to go and pick up kids and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't do webinars because I don't have the energy to do them. So no. yes, I suppose in some ways we, I put a bit of my, my own um, self in, and I think, well, there's probably a lot of other people that don't have the energy or have finished work and don't want to have to stop watching Coronation Street to come and, listen to me so no I'm not going to do evening webinars yeah yeah exactly so that leads us quite nicely into your evenings do you have a sort of end of day routine to shut that office door and, and go and do other stuff or or does it continue um, to be a bit more ad hoc it's very ad hoc um my husband is um a coach driver so his hours sometimes he'll he'll come home relatively early in the evening and other times I don't see him till the next morning so Sometimes it depends on when he's home. And when he's home, I quite like to just shut the door and, and do something different. Mm. If I'm on my own in the house, I flit backwards and forwards. But the one thing 
my guilty pleasure, if you like, is rubbish TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keeping up with the Kardashians and watching a bit of Jeremy Kyle. I, I know, and I've got a media degree. And I still love rubbish TV. And, and for me, I'll sit there and then I'll get out my tablet and play these mindless, you know, match three games. And I can just pull all my energy back down again. And then I'm like, right, I'm ready for bed now. And then I'll go to bed and I'll read. And that gets me ready to just go to sleep without it all going on in my head. Because yeah. um, I think we're always in danger, if we're not careful, of having all these things going on in our head and thinking, did I do that? Have I done that? Oh, I haven't done this. And I work very hard not to let that happen because I really do need my sleep. So yeah. I'll do something that doesn't stimulate the brain too much in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can understand that. So what about getting things done? You talked about your um, your trusty diary and pen. <laughs> how, how do you actually know what to do and, and make sure you do those things? Oh, you also talked about your social media planner. That was quite impressive until uh, you said by Friday it wasn't working so well. Well, I can go back to it. I mean, I, I think for me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big ideas person and and I work with this coach who keeps trying to make me do plans and business plans and marketing plans. And I go, oh, I hate plans. But the social media plan, having it there, you know how it is some days you sit in front of the computer and you go, I haven't got a clue what to write about today. Yeah. I can't tell me again about the cat being sick on Facebook. What am I going to do? So the sort of production calendar, as I call it, helps when I look at it and go, well, okay. I'm going to do a video on a Friday and a podcast on a Tuesday. So it's something I can go back to when the brain goes blank. Yes. And that it is incredibly useful for. So I have that and I have a huge list of all the emails that I'm going to do based on the work I do. So I spent one day when I had a major surge of productivity breaking down all my subjects. So I had 365 email topics to pick from. Wow. So that's impressive. Yeah. So when I'm sat here going, oh, God, I, don't, I must have something I need to do. I can pull them out of files. I have tried, um, you know, fancy, clever apps for to-do lists and things, but I still go back to the trusty diary and a piece of paper, and I write down my to-do list, and I try to make sure at least, and I'm, I wish I could say I did this every day, but at least twice in the week I'll go through that list and go, have I made sure I've done these things and, and start, you know, and when they get really urgent, I've got a big whiteboard that they go up and big red pen to yeah. remind me. Yeah. And they're usually things I don't really want to do. Right. And I have, yeah, they're all like, oh, we're that lovely too. Oh, I like that. I'll do that. Oh, and I'll do that. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to train myself to go down the list regardless. Um, and that's a work in progress. Yes, I can understand that. It's interesting. I've been doing something this this summer, a program that um, I discovered about six months ago, and uh, and then it sort of cropped up at the beginning of the summer, uh, where I did 28 days um, of doing stuff that I didn't want to do, <laughs> i.e. the stuff I was procrastinating on but really did need yeah. to do, uh, and yeah. doing a small amount every day. And yeah. the um, the program is a group program, and you basically just go in and – uh, commit to what you're going to do and then report back at the end of the day to say that you've done it and there's you know yeah. a community element to it and and sort of check boxes and, and that sort of thing and um and it, the stuff the stuff I got done even when I was on holiday in a caravan um was yeah. just amazing because of that 
accountability and that you know and that sort of group accountability and um so um, sorry say again i say it's so important that accountability is something that for me i really miss working for myself yes it's lonely enough when you work on your own um i recently joined a 30-day blogging challenge oh yeah yeah and, and again, for me, that was right. I committed to this, so every day I do my blog and, and I, I go in. And I think for for anybody who's working on their own at home, having some sort of accountability helps tremendously. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this, this program I found really good. And I actually, I was about to say, um, I did that whole... Uh, uh, what was his name? Victor Kayam bit. Loved it so much, bought the company. Didn't buy the company. Oh, okay. But I have got a license to to offer the uh, that uh, program. But I was thinking, actually, by the time this is published, I will have launched my program. So instead, <laughs> instead of oh, thinking it's coming, let me know. <laughs> instead of knowing it's coming, um, anyone listening to this podcast uh, when it comes out, if you look up "get it done," uh, no, "get stuff done uh, with power," then that will be what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's just not existing yeah. yet. <laughs> so uh, there we go. So um, what about other sort of uh, tools and apps? We talked about sort of getting stuff done. Are there other things that you use that you would recommend that sort of make things easier for you or you get done? I mean, for example, yeah. you talk about social media a lot. You must use some tools for that, do you? Um, I I use Canva. Oh, I love Canva. Love Canva. I that. <laughs> love Canva. Grammarly the other one for me because I speak um, – I write the way I speak sometimes, so I use Grammarly all the time to make sure I've got my grammar right. <laughs> I only discovered that recently, actually, as a result yeah. of that, the group that we met in, uh, Wendy Keir's group, and I can't remember what it's called, but Speaking Pro, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Facebook, and it was somebody that recommended it in, in the group, and so I, I, I uploaded it. It's um, it's in in various guises, but I've got it as a plug-in on my Chrome um browser yes that is really good isn't it i i love it and it and it's sort of whatever i'm doing you know even offline i can i can check it so that for me is really important and the other one i use all the time is something called web text tool no and i've not heard of that tell us more i've not heard of that web text tool is another uh, you get a free version or you can pay for more but you put your you put your blog in it and it has this little checklist going down the side around have you, you know, whether you've got enough keywords or you've got too many or um, if the keyword is um, a good keyword or not and and which bits you should block out, how, you know, all of that. So you get your 100% and it got this little counter. And when yeah. your CEO is 100%, I then just copy the whole lot over to the website. Wow. So it yeah. does that for me because I don't really understand well, I sort of understand SEO, search engine optimization, but it's a bit like the car. I sort of know how it goes, but I don't really want to get my hands dirty under the bonnet. Yes. And knowing that that's never going to be my you know, greatest strength, any, <laughs> any tool will help me get that right. I go, yes, thank you very much. God bless. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. 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 Cool. So is that your list of uh, tools or apps done or have you got any more? Uh, they're my three top ones. The only other one that I use um, 
because the other thing I got quite overwhelmed with once I actually started having clients, you see, business is quite easy when you don't have any clients. <laughs> yeah. And then you get clients. clients. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit about the rubber hitting the road, isn't it? That's the, uh, yeah. the moment of truth. <laughs> it so overwhelmed me that I then went hunting for something that would help me manage all of that. So um, I use Insightly at the moment, and I, I'm trying very hard to, be, to become more um, disciplined in how I do that. So um, that's the other one. Otherwise, I'm a bit like a magpie. I do tend to, they come up and I go, oh, I'll go and play with that for a while, and then it drops off. And then I'll go and play with something else for a while, and then it drops off. So yeah, no, you know, it's doing its job. Yes, yeah. Can you just say that, um, the one that you just said again, is it Sightly, did you say? Insightly. Oh, Insightly. And what does that do? It's a customer relationship management right. um, tool. It's free. Another one, that, you know, you can do, then the free has enough for anyone unless they they need something huge yeah and you can put everything then into tasks and into projects you've got all your contacts there the emails um, if you're doing follow-ups also um, things like when you're pitching so you know if you, you pitched a, a work to somebody like you know if I'm, I've offered to do a course and they're thinking about it I put it in there as a, this is an opportunity. So it's got all those sorts of things in there that yeah. is relatively easy to manage. It's, it's what I call a user-friendly one. Yes, yeah. But so for small businesses, I think, you know, when I start having so many clients, I don't know what to do. I might like, pay a fortune and, and have something that automates everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I have to do it all myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that sounds. It sounds like a good tool, though. I use um, yeah. Capsule CRM, um, but I every so often. Oh, yeah, I, get... I looked. Yeah, I looked at that one. It's yeah. funny, isn't it? Some people, we, we all have different ways we work, and some things work better than others. And and again, I always say to everybody, if it's out there to test, go play with it. Yeah, and yeah. See how it goes. The amount of CRMs that have got me listed as a potential customer. <laughs> <laughs> My email, yeah. <laughs> Automation. Like I can't have to set up new emails just to test it again because I've forgotten. Yes. And somebody will say, "Well, there's a new tool called, you know, fairly new tool called such and such, such and such," and you go, yeah. "Oh yeah, I've already got an account on that." <laughs> that was like the one, that, the one that's really good at the moment that I can't afford is Meet Edgar. Have you come across that one? Um, I've I've got that on my to-do list to sign up, and I have had it on there for ages, and I keep thinking I will, and then I keep thinking. Oh, for I think it's something like fifty dollars a month or something. Isn't that? I keep thinking for that. I could just do a spreadsheet myself and upload yeah. it to the Hootsuite once every six months. Do I need to spend well, money? Which is not like me. I'm not normally so sensible. <laughs> no, no. I I just went back to Buffer. <laughs> yeah, well, I use Buffer and Hootsuite. I could just throw MeetEdgar in, you know, just for for sort of variety. But yeah, I do keep thinking it would be really quite handy to you just to be able to recycle stuff without having to think too much about it would be helpful. That, that's what, yeah, when I did the free trial, I just thought this is brilliant because it did recycle stuff, but it didn't warrant. And, and I think that's another thing. It's very easy to get sucked in. I think I've wasted a lot of money getting sucked into things yeah. before I had to stop and refocus and go, no, what is really important to keep the business going? Mm. And what, you, you know, just because you're chucking money at it doesn't mean it's going to make your business any better. No. It's like Infusionsoft. You know, for a while I was thinking, should I? Because that does everything and everybody's got Infusionsoft. And <laughs> look at the cost of it. And, you know, in the end you have to go, no, stop. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, 
you had to get your business settled and going and, and you know before you start looking at all these fancy sort yeah. of tools that make your life easier and that's that opportunity cost thing as well that um things like Infusionsoft take so much time yeah. to learn properly that actually you know you really need to be absolutely certain that it's worth the investment of not only money but your time um especially then yeah. when, you know um one of the other podcast guests um Nicola Cancross a while ago said that she uses Infusionsoft she's found some other tools that she really likes and she would transfer over to them but for the fact that she's invested so much of yeah. her business time into Infusionsoft um, that you know it's just really not worth it to, you know at the moment sort of thing. I'd rather pay somebody else to do the job for me to be fair. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. That's what I look forward to that time when I can afford a <laughs> VA. And I'll send her on that course, you know. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to sort of more um sort of or less work stuff, what about um what you you do to relax when you're not working and and how you keep healthy? You mentioned um fibromyalgia, so I guess you've got some challenges that uh not all of my guests have in that respect. What sort of things do you do to look after yourself? Um, yeah, it is a challenge sometimes. I've recently um, started doing Reiki. Because of fibromyalgia, you know, you can't be touched. It's quite painful to be touched. And, and I and I wanted something where I could just lay. And I found this lovely lady locally who does it. And so now twice a month I go and have Reiki with this lady. And for an hour, everything switches off. And, and I don't know why I didn't do it earlier. So that's my the one thing in my life I won't give up <laughs> now. Now I found it. Yeah. Um, I do some meditating. I'm, I'm not saying I'm a, you know, an expert meditator and, and probably a real, you know, meditation guru would say, no, you're just laying there relaxed and falling asleep. But I like to think that I meditate and, um, and relax. Um, I've got these two dogs that I walk when I can. So I do as much as I can to relax the mind as opposed to the body. Because fibromyalgia, and there are a lot of illnesses out there that are, are really exacerbated by stress. Yes. And I found that I had to learn to stop stressing about the business. It was like, focus down, keep it really simple. And, and that was a big lesson for me. Focus on the and, and it, you know, you know what you do. You know you're good at it. Once the um, people that are doing your courses and I get really good feedback from them, that that will you know give it time. It's not going not going to happen tomorrow. Much as I wish it would, you know. And once I got that in my head, it's that mindset. I found it a lot easier then to sit back and go, okay, I'm not going to get stressed by this. I'm going to go and take that time for me to do Reiki. If I'm tired, I'm going to stop and go down, you know, shopping. Even I'm going to do something completely different. Mm. Um, and. I'm reading, I I read a lot of self-help books about energy replacement and those sorts of things. Yeah. I wish I could say my diet was great, but it's not. Um, I'm a bit of a a faffy eater. And and I've just given up sugar because that's beginning to help with my mood swings and things like that. And it's amazing because you meet so many people online, you know, and, and all these people say, oh, it's online, it's not real, it's this. I have met so many people online that have given me some great help and yeah. tips and I've joined challenges that have been really good for me and you know I found my my coach my energy coach online and and I think you have to embrace that so 
for me, it's about making sure that my mind and, and I'm not stressed because that helps relax the body. And I do what my body tells me to do when I need to relax. And I think if we could all do that and not punish ourselves so much for not working our fingers to the bone in 12-hour days and just accept that things take time. Yeah. And you don't have to be sat at the computer making work if there isn't any. You know, you've done everything you needed to do. Put it away, relax, and, and go off. So yeah. that's how I manage yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds good. So what about um, learning and and, um, and sort of development, personal development? You said you, you do a bit of that. You've talked about um, the books that you're reading. So what uh, what are you doing? You've got coaches as well, you've, just, you've said. You've got a... I, yeah, I... Um... I don't know about you, but again, in the beginning days, I threw so much money at various learning things online. Yeah, <laughs> all those things on your shelf. What do they call it? Shelf <laughs> learning. No, it's oh, I must give that person hundreds of pounds for I don't know what. <laughs> it looks. Um, no, what I did, um, and I, I really do recommend. And I, I actually, when I first started, kept thinking, no, I'm not going to get a coach. I can't afford a coach. And I've just got. If you can afford a coach, find one that you can afford. Because I got a coach, a lady who's who's relatively local. She's not long distance, and she coaches in a way that really suits me and works with the way I work. Yeah. So she does a lot around chakras and energy, which is very much my, um, you know, I love all that spiritual stuff. I'm a great believer in it, so it works for me. I'm not yeah. saying everybody should go out and find themselves a spiritual healer, but find a coach that you resonate with yeah and I talk to her twice a month and she is keeping me much more focused so I've learned a lot more from her I also um, have, have sort of I do read books to learn I, I, I read a lot of self-help books um, and and I do take them on board. I have got to a point where now I think I'll take the bits that work and, you know, there are bits that don't. It's, you know, it's not, you know, not every book works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still will, you know, join classes online, these, these groups. But what I do now, I'm very aware that, you know, you don't have to pay a grand, two thousand, three thousand pounds, um, and be blackmailed into thinking if you don't invest that sort of money, then you know everything will go wrong. I now look for people that, when I listen to them or I talk to them, it makes sense, and they're charging affordable prices for me to learn in short bursts. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm a short burst person, so you know, like doing something for a month with a weekly, you know, online coaching call, love it. Yeah. affordable price so I don't feel like I'm starving myself or you know losing the rent money to do it yeah. great and I'm not made to feel guilty um, I think especially women when they first start in it and, and I found this online it's a minefield out there of people claiming they can do so much for you and it's very difficult to know where to spend your money or invest in yourself yeah. I found really really and that caused me more stress than anything so that's why I say I wish I'd got a coach right at the beginning rather than paying for these things um, because it's a more personal relationship and, and you can relate to them and, and I, I've learned a lot from this lady a lot lot more not only about me personally but about business and keeping it simple and 
knowing exactly what my goals are, where I want to be. Um, yeah, and I might not like the plans, <laughs> but they work. Yeah. But when I, you know, they're a backup for me, and she understands that. But as she says, don't do it because then you've got it in your head. Yeah. You've thought about it, and it is a backup. So yeah, I think for me, and I think for anybody out there, when you first start doing anything online for yourself or going online to learn anything. Learning is, is oh, I can't even explain how frustrated I get with it online. Yeah, yeah. Don't trust it online all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they just dive in <laughs> like I get doing. I think it's um, that whole recommendation piece as well, isn't it? It's partly about sort of getting to yeah. know people, but also getting to know people you trust who can give you sort of perspectives on stuff when you're looking at it, oh. as well, isn't it? If I could go back to when I started and give myself a bit of advice, it would be to create some relationships with people you want to learn from yeah. and talk to them and, and really get to know them rather than just diving in with, you know, these big goggle eyes going, oh, they promised to make me a millionaire tomorrow or they promised me I'll know this or if I could have given myself that piece of advice. So I'm, I'm giving that piece of advice to anybody out there who's, just started on thinking about it really get to know the people that you want to work with yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool it's less stress <laughs> yeah exactly and cheaper and so you yeah. talked a bit about books um before what have you got any books films or music that you recommend for either learning or, or just uh, inspiration or enjoyment well i just finished reading the book that i think everybody should read called from fear to eternity Oh, I like that. Play on, play on words there. <laughs> Very clever. By a lady called Gina Diane Harding, and it's all about limiting beliefs and shifting your energy. Right. Uh, it was so easy to read. I was away in a caravan this the last couple of weeks, and and I read the book, and it has some. It's got some really, really useful little exercises you could do. So that's my go-to book at the moment when I really want to re-energize or. or get rid of a limiting belief yeah because generally, <laughs> generally I'm going to apologize now for this I love books about vampires and wizards <laughs> I'm, I'm a Harry Potter fan <laughs> I love all that magic like you just disappear into a whole other world um and anything like that I'm not really a music person that's usually just on in the background but I do like my you know fantasy stuff if I'm watching films or watching TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yes, I, I, I'm a bit of a Harry Potter um, person, but uh, not not any of the vampire stuff. I never really got into all that, but uh, it's funny. I saw oh, it recently and I thought, oh, yeah. these are good good night reading. I shall read about vampires before bed. Yeah, I saw, um, oh, I can't think of his name, the guy who played Harry Potter in a, a, a trailer for oh, a... Daniel Radcliffe, that's right, in a trailer on um, Amazon Prime yes, uh, yesterday for a, a recommended video, and it's one where he's um, uh, it's like a romantic comedy, and it just feels so wrong. I mean, that's little Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I've watched my girlfriend. He's an amazing actor. I have watched a few films he's been in, and you don't see him as Harry Potter no. when you're watching some of these films. And some of them are quite dark, so um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bit of casting, definitely. Yeah. Oh, so we're coming towards the end of the interview now. What, what about um, days when things don't go right, when you have a bit of a bad day? How do you deal with that? 
I allow it to happen. Um, I think the best thing anybody can do is when it's going wrong, and, and we all have those days, days when you're looking at the bills going out, no money coming in, or the technology's gone wrong, I tend to go, well, that's it, I'm turning, you know, unless I've got, you know, live calls or anything, and I tend to turn everything off. I go and grab a duvet, I'll sit in front of the telly, and I'll watch TV, read books, and I will take a day off. But what I say to myself every time is, you can take this time off, but at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, you'll be back at your desk and you'll start again. New day. Yeah. So I have like a self-negotiation. So I allow myself to mope and moan for a certain <laughs> amount of time and then I go back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sort of... Uh, it comes up quite a lot with this uh, tomorrow is another day thing. But I, I do think that... Um, People quite often take that view, but don't actually stop and do something different. Now they still go through some of that. And you can, yeah, you should yeah. never force yourself through those bad times um, mm. because all you're doing is compounding it and making it worse yeah. by just accepting the fact that everything's gone wrong and it's awful and thing things seem really really bad. By allowing your body to go away and have a cry and have a scream and have a whinge and wrap yourself up and have a bit of a temper tantrum like a child, it's more willing the next morning to get up and go, okay, we've got that out of our system. Yeah. Let's start again. Yeah. Yeah. And I always ask myself the question, well, is it going to kill anybody? And luckily, what I do isn't going to kill anyone. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes it an easier answer that's good yeah absolutely yeah. I think if you're training to be a brain surgeon it might be a slightly difficult question <laughs> yeah. chucking a duvet over your head and uh, and reading yeah. about vampires he's going like, to die <laughs> <laughs> yeah we may be lucky in that respect so yeah. on, on the flip side then on a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more and I talk about that as being the, doing the stuff that you want to do not yeah. the things that you feel you have to do. What 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 have you done? What's that day look like? Oh, that those days um, are amazing, and and I'm getting more and more of those days. Um, and I think I consciously try to make my days like that because when I sort of finished in the office and everything's on a high, and I've had great feedback, and the technology's worked, and I've got a new client, it, it's almost like um, someone has given me a prize, you know an Oscar. I, I, I almost feel like I'm floating. It sounds ridiculous, but I feel such a high energy level, you know, and, and I can chat for hours to hubby about all this stuff going on and the world just seems a lot brighter. And I think I try very hard now to consciously, at the end of the day, say to myself, if that has worked well today and that's worked well today and that's brilliant and, you know, nothing majorly disastrous happened great and and that's a good day yes yeah it's interesting um saying you saying that more of those you know they're happening more often I think that's just such a lovely thing to hear um because quite often you know you sort of imagine and you think about these days and you think oh you know it's that was an amazing day and you know another three months goes by <laughs> and then you have another amazing yeah. day but you know to be focusing on that it's funny I said to I interviewed somebody else for the podcast today and he responded um about how he felt at the end which is sort of what you've said um as well whereas most people have responded by telling me the sorts of things that they did so it was really interesting that uh, that, that both of you on the same day talk, are talking much more about the feeling which which I yeah. think is is 
important you know is more important almost because what what you're really saying is that you can have those days regardless of what you've done you know yes. not regardless but you know it doesn't no, no, have no. a particular activity that's made you feel like that no and i think um it raises and a lot of this has come from the book already it just it's about raising that energy level and when you consciously are aware of how you feel when you've had a really great day and sometimes it can be the littlest thing that has created such a big change for somebody else that mm. you can you know you can grab that state that mind state if you like and and know that you are doing something worthwhile and when I hear back from somebody who says to me you know I I would never have stood up in front of people I'd have been sick but I did it yesterday and I feel great yes I can always share their energy and their feeling and and I think if we can always at the end of the day look at all the good things that have happened yeah you know nine times out of ten more good things happen than bad if you look at it it's just that we tend to concentrate on the bad things that happen and forget the good <laughs> yes yeah switch that over a bit yeah 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 exactly yeah no, that's a lovely answer to that and um and great to hear that you're having more of those days <laughs> increasing yeah. so that's really good thank you so um how can people find out more about you and connect with you well if they don't know my name by now Berg Hefting <laughs> <laughs> If you go to my website, which is all the W's, bevhepting.co.uk, has all my contact details on there. And, you know, anyone who just wants to ring, have a chat, or there's free membership if they want, you know, stuff that resources to help them speak with more confidence, all of that. So best thing I can say is just put Bev Hepting into the um, Facebook bar, you'll find me. All the W's, Bev Hepting, you'll find me. That's why I like my name being thrown about a lot. Yes. Exactly. And and but remember, if you are going to be phoning Bev, try and do it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I I'd appreciate that. You could give it in the morning. Unless you're going to spend lots of money with her, in which case phone anytime you like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much, Bev. I've really enjoyed interviewing you. No, it's been fun. Thank you very much. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power to Live More Calm membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power to Live More Calm membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation, and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease along with materials like templates, checklists and planners to keep you motivated, organised and productive. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership programme and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.